Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best grade. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Welcome to... <laughs> Something <laughs> drove by. You're good. Oh, I forgot okay. to tell you, Ken says you're good uh, after each sentence each one of us says. He's yeah. checking the recording at sentence by sentence. <laughs> We're good. You're good. You're good. Sound check. All right. Okay, start us up. Oh, wait, there's a car going by. We can't do it when cars go by now? No, well, I heard a car. I was ready to get into it. And all then right. all of a sudden I heard, and I then I looked, and there was there goes a truck. We're good. Here We're comes good. a truck. I thought this was part We're of the good. show. I thought we started already. People love the behind the scenes. We're good. Welcome to We Got This with Mark and Hal. The show that discusses... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> the, the show that settles the debates nobody else will touch. I thought I heard a truck go by before we started recording, so I popped up. No, you did. Chair. You did. And it was delightful. You were like a you were like a puppy, just running to the window, scampering over to the window to hear a truck go by. And then you realize trucks haven't existed for a hundred years. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ghost truck. <laughs> if you listen to last week's episode or if you follow us on social media, you know that we're in the middle of the Max Fun Drive. We got this is directly supported by the members of Maximum Fun. Thank you to everybody who has been supporting us for the last seven years. And once a year, we focus on adding new people to the MaxFund membership and encouraging those who are able to upgrade their existing membership. So won't you join us or upgrade today? So once again, we will periodically pop into this episode to tell you about some of the gifts that we're offering and some of the goals we have this year. I know it's tempting, but please don't skip ahead to just get to those breaks, though. We hope you will also listen to the episode. We're pretty proud of it. Now, if you simply can't wait to join... Fine. Feel free to pause the show right now and visit MaximumFun.org slash join. And make sure you check the box for We Got This. And then come back to the show. Welcome back. On with the show. The reason we were laughing when this episode started and that delightful voice can only mean one thing. Janet Varney is back on the show. Hello, my loves. It's Hi, so Janet. great to see you and be on the podcast. Oh, it's great to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Did I do that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounded great. You're good. <laughs> I'm excited about this episode because we previously did worst grade. And so I like, I, let's focus on the positive guys. Let's talk about, and it kept coming up in the course of that episode. No, no, no. I think this is the best grade. So we were like, well, we have to do best grade and who better to do it with than Janet Varney. Thank you for coming on the show. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I, I, I know what grade got worse and I don't know if we're discussing it in advance or if it's going to be like a surprise flip of the switch at the end for anybody who like has forgotten what, what, what it was. So I don't know. What are you doing about that? Let me that? ask you this then. If you, if you're aware what the answer was, mm -hmm. did you agree that, that, that episode is fascinating to me because it was a, it was like a romp through my childhood of dismay and uh -huh. Mark's like 
Mr. Magoo. This is wonderful. <laughs> There's just a girder in front of me. I just went and walked across it into the seventh grade. So like, you could just hold your hand out and birds land on it and yeah. sing to you? What a wonderful high school experience. <laughs> <laughs> is the the song that they walked up to the graduation was the, oh. <laughs> But did you feel like we were accurate in, in what we wound up with? Did it, what was yeah, your experience? I think that what we, what could be true and, uh, what I think you, you touched on is this idea of like every high school grade could simultaneously be your best and worst. Yeah. Or it could, or it can be at least someone else's best when it's your worst in like a profoundly different, like dramatic way, depending on, exactly what's going on with you exactly what your circumstances as possibly exactly what your like puberty development is in that yeah. moment there's on so many variables day. yeah on any given day yeah. on any given day so for me yeah i mean i think um i can't say it was the worst um but i don't know if i can say it's the best but i don't know i truly am walking into this with zero idea what like best is going to be for me i have no idea it's great i mean I, I i'm not an idiot we all know it's not gonna be seventh or eighth grade that's middle school but <laughs> <laughs> but like what? as far as like high school for example yeah i don't i i'm like i just don't i don't know i don't yeah. know how i'm gonna feel i love that we have you for this episode because any i can't imagine we have anybody listens to the show that does not also listen to the jv club if you're not listening and vice to versa you should, but you dig into people's sort of formative years so you are the preeminent expert on how to excavate. Like I still being on your show is one of, if not my favorite podcasts outside of any, like any, like being on someone's Aww. podcast because it was just a genuine conversation that we would have had without recording there, which is yes. like that to me is just the best. And so yes. I love that we have an opportunity now to dig even more into sort of your experience and walk through it with you to find out what you liked and what you didn't as you went through school. But everybody go listen to every episode of the JV Club because it is outstanding. Oh, man. Well, I just had my 500th episode and I and and mm-hmm. I did a journos episode. We had a crossover just like you guys had a crossover yeah, and awesome. really spent time talking about kind of the weird feeling of never having gone to school to talk about teenage years or adolescence but like when you realize you've done you've had over 500 guests and you've talked about every single one of their high school experience you're like so (laughs) i know that's not like a 10,000 hours so i'm not an expert but like that is a lot of people in a very specific isolated like experiential way like i kind of do feel like i mean i definitely have a stronger sense of like not without without having done all the like data crunching, I feel like I have a much better sense of like, especially artistic people, sort of like how often someone was like, oh, I didn't date until college or, you know, oh, I had one of those long term like relationship marriages or, you know, oh, yeah, I was a creative kid. So I was a terrible student. Like those things are all sort of floating around in my brain all the time every time I do a new episode. So it's interesting. Have you noticed patterns? Are there like, as far as like, what is the best grade? Could, or are there certain grades that keep coming up as being formative and huge? That's a good question. I mean, I feel like the natural 
go-tos are freshmen and senior just because they're memorable in that they're the beginning and end of right. something. But I don't, yeah. And, and I, I don't know like how many people are like, Oh, freshman year. What a joy. But, uh, but I also feel like that was for many people an opportunity to kind of do a reset and sort yeah. of meet new people and figure out what you want your style to be or, you know, what you're, what like, are you going to jo- be in the band for the first time? Like all that kind of stuff. So I think there's more. There's more in there than just like the fear of being the youngest kid of the grades in a school you go into. If, if for most people, as it was for me, you know, it goes freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, right. um, or grade, grade nine, grade 10, grade 11, and grade 12. For this all show you is Canadians not for Canadians. <laughs> Shout out to the Canadians. Um, everybody else, you know what your grades were. I can't, I can't yeah. go through every single country's grades. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. And then senior year too, I think like, yeah, the cliche of, of sort of like senior year. Um, doesn't show up as much as I thought it would when talking to people. Really? Because that's the grade that seems to be the one that is artificially from the outside looks like it would be the best grade because so much is placed on it. Like senior night, like there's no high school is having sophomore night. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that element is laid on top of it. But I think senior year and freshman year, you mentioned this before that something could be simultaneously your best and worst year. I think it's because those grades are, you know, some grades are, if it's a scale of one to 10, some grades are all ones and tens and some grades yeah. are in the four to six range. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just that drastic swing. Well, should we start and work our way backwards from high school since we're already talking about the high school years or do you want to start real young? I think we should start real develop? young because I feel like our memories are dimmer the yeah. further back we go potentially. Uh, I also think by and large, or this is my experience, you talked mm-hmm. about when you enter a new school, whether it's junior high, high school, college, you have an, a chance to sort of reinvent and reset. And I think that is true, but it also can be, say, the graph of your experience and like the joy you had is like a hockey stick. It, hockey sticks up. So you get to fifth grade, you're top dog, and you figured out how that environment works. Then you're thrown into a new one. You're in the rock tumbler again and trying to figure it out. Unless your junior high starts at seventh grade, which mine did. Unless it starts. And we start getting a lot of monkey wrenches thrown into the works. Exactly. But yeah. those resets can be jarring. Yes, and like, absolutely. Wait, this upsets the, what the I point thought holds. it was going to be. Absolutely. And then, mm-hmm. So then you take time and figure it out. And when you reach your next sort of zenith, you're like, all right. I yeah. figured this out. I'm ready for the next level. And you never are. Yeah. Or I never figured this out. I'm so grateful that I'm getting out of this hellscape because it has to be better than this supposed zenith I was supposed to have reached that I never did, you know? For sure. Yeah. yeah I, there's that dichotomy of like, I never figured it out. Now I get another shot. Yeah. And I did figure it out. Now I have to figure it out again. Yeah. And it's always when you've got it down that things change. But that's yeah. true. Of life. That's that is a preparation for life where you're never prep. truly on top of things in any real way. It's just constant blur of motion. Yeah. But yeah, you want to start. I mean, you want to go back to kindergarten? You want to go back to nursery school? How far back do you want to go? I'll start wherevs. Let's do it. Janet, did you go to the same school from first through sixth and a different no. school for, okay. So you, what, what was your, what was your school go. experience? Okay, let's start with preschool. Okay. Okay. I went to Tucson Academic Preschool. It was a part of the University of Arizona program in that most of the kids who went there were the kids of people who taught at the University of Arizona. Mm-hmm. 
we called everyone by Mr. and Miss. I feel like there were no Misses, which is kind of weird. I feel like everyone was like, all the teachers I remember were Miss Sharon or Miss, mm. you know, Patty or whatever. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, but like somehow in Tucson Academic Preschool, I went through the kindergarten program when I was still in preschool. So then I didn't have a conventional. I started in kindergarten at, in Tucson Unified School District, and they were like, oh, she already knows how to do all the kindergarten stuff, which I always joke is like, I don't know what that is other than like, maybe I could tie my shoes using the bunny ear method, which I've never <laughs> learned any other method. I still only use Do you still ears. do the bunny ear method? I only do bunny ears. In fact, I had a whole conversation with Andy Savage's daughter, Millie, on the cruise that we were just on together, where I was like, and what is the meaning? Like, what's the value of non-bunny ears shoe tying? And she was like, I don't know. I only know how to do bunny ears. And then Annie was trying to teach us both. And I was like, I am Millie and Millie is me. (laughs) (laughs) I am eight. Well, you should go back. They got to send you back to the Tucson Unified School District. I'm going to go back and go through kindergarten so that I get that down. You're going to Billy Madison your shoe tying. I'm going to Billy Madison my shoe tie. I'm going to never been kissed my shoe tie and kiss my shoe. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I, but I was very tall. So, um, I was still the tallest kid when I got to first grade, but that was those, that's kind of a blur of like my kind of preschool and nursery school and then like skipping kindergarten, quote unquote, skipping kindergarten. Mm-hmm. What about oh, you guys? I did kindergarten twice. Here's why. You did Janet's kindergarten? <laughs> no, I was the same. I did nursery school, which mm-hmm. is preschool. That's effectively preschool. Preschool yeah. and nursery school are in the Are they thing. even different? I don't know. I think they're, is there like a, yeah. I, I don't know that nursery school are, is for made, trees. Correct. Yeah, I, I hung and out in a garden right. center for a year. Uh-huh. No, I, when <laughs> I did kin- uh, when I finished kindergarten and they were ready to move me to first grade, my parents were like, "He's going to be the youngest kid in his class, so mm-hmm. we're going to send him from the Aleph Bet kindergarten to Solomon Schechter to another Jewish kindergarten and Beth Emmett for nursery school, all Jewish education, not like a stranger among us, but like." Just, they were tied to synagogues and yeah. you know, it was the seventies. So the second kindergarten was just to catch me up. So I was the same. Then I was one of the older kids or like medium, medium age, that like weird January birthday thing. So isn't that funny that they did the, that they flip flopped us. Cause yeah. I was the, I was always the youngest kid in my grade for the exact reason that they were like, maybe we, you know, maybe we let him be the same age as everybody else. Yeah, I think my parents were like worried, like, what if he doesn't fit in? Which I don't know that I heard that out loud, but it definitely has somehow psychically carried over into the rest <laughs> of my life. Where I'm what if he doesn't like, fit in? Do just fit going. In? What, everywhere. Yeah. Every, honestly, like I, one of the things I work on in therapy is like, if people do like me. It's fine. Like everybody doesn't secretly hate me. It is. Oh my and, God. And I they're get all it. hanging out without me. Like, uh, I get it. but at least I was the right age. <laughs> I'd like kindergarten. <laughs> I remember. The thing I remember the most, and I don't think I have the book here, but I'm going to get it and bring it back here from Philadelphia, is a composition book where we were learning the alphabet, and we would each day would be like A, and then it was things that started with A that you would clip out of the out of like newspapers and magazines. So it was like you were uh, writing a ransom note to the alphabet's family. <laughs> but I had these stickers my parents got me that were Empire Strikes Back stickers, where Ooh. in each letter there were pictures from the movies, and so that's my enduring memory is that i had those stickers that are still sitting on that composition oh, book. we've got to find out what those are i want to see this book yeah i am fat i'm trying to think of how like words i mean we're fine with ad at like we're sure, good yeah. but like H's beyond that I'm, i I mean it, i guess yoda shows up so we got a y yeah, sure. but like who's yeah. z like i don't know zuckus the bounty hunter <laughs> 
Wow. There are definitely letters. I'm sorry. I knew that. There are definitely letters it. in there. I don't even know that they were tied to it. Like the B would be Han Solo in the, in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Like Han Solo eating yeah. a banana. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone remembers X. that. Someone will see. <laughs> it's C3PO playing a xylophone. Yeah. Here's David Prowse knitting for the letter K. <laughs> Not even as Chewbacca, just as David Prowse. Oh, I want this so bad. I want these stickers so (laughs) much. I've got to find them. Somebody, they must be for sale on eBay. I'll find them and send a link to everybody. So that please, but uh, I will be disappointed when they're not the stickers we're describing because those are truly the stickers that I want. (laughs) (laughs) Knitting. So satisfying. That's all I remember from kindergarten is like learning letters and numbers and and stuff. Mark, do you, what was your kindergarten experience? Were you already a child star by then? Uh, yeah. Listen, I was in my trailer most of kindergarten, <laughs> so I don't remember. Outside the grocery store for yeah. that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you went in right before they taught the lesson about actually putting things in the basket while you shop. Oh, my God. Out. Yeah. Just That's mi- why education is important, everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just walking around a grocery store with an empty basket. Uh, look up the clip. It's from Amigos. It's a classic television series. That's oh, gorgeous. For me, it was uh, I went to Catholic school starting in kindergarten through eighth grade. So my experience was one school. It was small. We had about 40 kids per grade. And I was there the whole time. I loved kindergarten. Kindergarten was awesome. You know, we had the mat time. You would lay down and have your, uh, you get that nap every afternoon, a graham cracker, a milk carton and, uh, and a nap. And it was great. And music class started really young. Like I loved, you know, give us, just give every kid sticks to bang together. Like, and that class went all the way through. Like I, I, yeah, I loved kindergarten, but that's the thing. It's kindergarten. How do you not love (laughs) kindergarten? You're not, there's no stress. There's no homework. There's no, it's just, learning and making new friends and you know having mat time and you know i mean the making new friends thing is that is stressful though like i don't i have there's a picture of me on my first day of school which i guess was like my first day of kindergarten before they just bumped me up Mm -hmm. uh into the (laughs) vip lounge of first grade um (laughs) and i remember i look at that picture and i have such a visceral like reaction to how nervous i was like i remember I feel like I remember the like, and this is Tucson in what, September, but I feel like I remember because I had to get up so early because I had to take my whole life before and before high school, I had to take two buses to get to my, cause they were magnet schools. So I had to take a bus from my house to whatever changeover school there was that then you get on your school bus. So like neighborhood wow. bus picks you up and then you go to the like some random junior high or whatever and then you get on your bus that's going all the way to your school. So I had to get up so early and I feel like I remember like a little nip in the air and being like, it's so early and like having that jittery butterfly feeling and, yeah. you know, like that was really scary getting on the bus for the first time with a bunch of strangers. All of that is I feel like I just remember that so hard and being really, really nervous. What's a big moment? It's a big moment. Let's take a quick break. We're in the middle of Max Fun Drive. We've (laughs) we've covered zero grades. We got out of kindergarten. We got out of kindergarten. We made it through kindergarten, so we're going to take a break. (laughs) It is currently Max Fun Drive, as you know. We're going to tell you a little bit about Max Fun Drive, and uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Well, it's almost the middle of the show, and it's almost the middle of the Max Fun Drive. For those of you who might be new, 
Once a year, our network, Maximum Fund, holds a drive to find those special people who want to help artists create fun work for all to enjoy for free. And the way that they do that is by becoming a member of Maximum Fund. Being a member means being a part of the team that keeps new episodes of We Got This in your ears every week. Now, that special person that I described, the person that does that, is that you? Will you join us as a member? Visit MaximumFun.org slash join. If you're new, that's where you can become a member. If you're already a member, first of all, thank you so much. And second, that's also where you can upgrade boost your membership, or buy a gift membership for a friend or an anonymous Max Funster. And speaking of gifts, we have some to offer you for joining. At a membership level of $5 a month or more, you will get access to all of our bonus content. This year, our bonus episode we're pretty excited about is what is the best airplane food. We had a lot of fun with it. We know you're going to love it. And that you can only get if you get the bonus content, but you don't only get that bonus content. You get bonus content for every show and the entire back catalog. So there's a lot to listen to. There's so many fun surprises in there. You're going to love it. And of course, if you bought a gift membership, then the recipient will be the one that gets that bonus content. We've also got some specific goals for We Got This with Mark and Hal. You can make this happen. And you know, the people of the world may not be the biggest pod community on the the network, but I think we're the kindest, silliest, smartest, most joyful, definitely the most opinionated. I wouldn't want any other group of folks to tell me I'm wrong about stuff. And let's add more folks to that community. And here's what we're going to do. If we get 250 new or upgrading members by the end of this Max Fun Drive, we're going to do the spiciest clean slate ever. 10 topics, 10 wings, 10 increasingly hot sauces that we will eat. As we try to answer topics that we have never seen before, these will be fed to us blind, and the only way you will be able to get the audio recording of that very special episode is through the bonus content feed that members have access to. But we'll do you one better. If we get to 300 new or upgrading members, we will take the video of that and put it on the bonus feed. So again, the only way you can access this delicious torture is by being a member and supporting We Got This with Mark and Hal. If we reach 350 newer upgrading members, we're going to do something super special, and we will reveal what that is when we hit the goal. Once again, thank you to all of those who are already MaxFund members, and to everyone else, visit MaximumFund.org slash join to become a member today. And we're back. I have a question for y'all. Do you think, or I guess what percentage do you think that external or academic factors will mm. come into play versus social factors? Oh, that's such a good question. That's a really good question because I was already, I was, spoiler alert, jumping ahead a little bit, not <laughs> on purpose, but just things were just start to, when you start getting, thinking about this stuff, like memories just hurl themselves at you yeah. and you're like, whoa, 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 I wasn't planning on thinking about that. And so I was thinking like, like there are certain big moments, especially when you're a kid, like, and neither one of these are super positive, but like, I definitely always think of getting my tonsils out and sort of, and that is very tied to that grade. I mm -hmm. think of like my grandpa dying. That's very no. tied to a grade. My parents like splitting up, you know what I mean? So I did have these big life things happening that definitely heavily influenced how I remember the grade. That doesn't mean that, you know, 
it all had the wash of whatever those emotions type were. But when you, as you age, like you have those kind of like touch points and it's hard not to let that expand out, you know, and fill like your whole sense of what that grade was like. So I don't, I don't know. And then the academic side, I only, it's funny because I, yeah, that's when I start thinking more about high school. Like high school, I remember a little bit better, like this teacher in this class that meant a lot to me or, you know, yeah. I don't like, I, that's less of, that's less the stuff leading up to high school, I think for me. Yeah, what about like you guys? I, I think for elementary school, it's definitely like subjects. Like when I learned about dinosaurs, when we studied Russia. Mm-hmm. I don't think grade, we ever studied Russia. Good for I, you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. F- fourth grade, I remember because uh, I had a great teacher. Yeah, so huge. Those times Single, yes, have teachers. Like one huge. teacher or or yes. grades where you had a teacher that influenced you. I had a fantastic teacher who recognized that I needed attention. Oh, and hell. and the solution was like, I'm going to give you a couple minutes each day, and you can do whatever in front of the class. You can <laughs> perform in front of the class. So a bunch of us would, there were a group of us that would lip sync as the monkeys in front of the class. And that was and that's all like, what I needed. It was, that's <laughs> that, what I needed. That's state. all you needed. That's when I knew I was going to be a star one day. A star, <laughs> I tell you. I, it, 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 she nurtured, she nurtured that in like a healthy way, but also that was the grade where I was, uh, diagnosed borderline ADD. So uh-huh. Those things sort of came together, but she was just a really great teacher. Odd that I don't remember outside of multiplication and division and uh, looking up dirty words in the Scrabble dictionary <laughs> that was in the room. Like those are the main things I remember learning, but I remember her impact on me and how kind she was and yeah. understanding she was like, that was one of the models of how should I treat people? Yeah. And that's like a great lesson to learn. And one of the things that a great teacher will teach you outside of helping you connect with their material. I love what you just said, because that just reminded me that brought slammed a memory into my brain of our library for fifth, sixth grade. So I went to one, two, three, then changed schools for four, five, six, changed schools for seven, eight. And then changed schools and went to nine, ten, eleven. Was that because you were moving around or because you, no, uh, that was, was just how the school system was mm-hmm, set up there? Yeah, that's how the Tucson school district is set up. And they were mag- like the first up until high school, they were all magnet schools for like, you know, performing arts, but they were, it's public mm-hmm. school. But yeah, so, and that's, they were all like really far away from my house and stuff. And, um, but I, the, my, our library four, five, six, and, um, I guess what that intermediate, we call it intermediate school, Korea mm-hmm. intermediate school in the beautiful barrio of, uh, Tucson, Arizona, across the street from a tortilla factory that we would, a small tortilla factory that when we went on field trips, we would walk mm-hmm. first to the tortilla factory and we would each get a little hot flour tortilla that we could oh. carry with us to go downtown and like see a play or whatever it was we were doing. But um, the library in that school was so important for me. And like, I loved the librarian so much. And I feel like I just like read every book in there. And when you said looking up dirty words at Scrabble, I remembered embarrassingly that there was a book, Where Did I Come From? Mm-hmm. In in our library. And like, mm-hmm. I definitely knew exactly where that book was. And every <laughs> once in a while, you just had to be like, I guess I need to look at some weird cartoon pictures of like penises. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I had my parents gave me that book as a child to help explain where babies come from. And I was like, look at this is a this is what a woman's body is. Yeah. A woman that looks like maybe I mean, I don't know. What do you call that? It's almost like Ziggy. (laughs) The art is like (laughs) they made it so like everyone's chubby. It's super cute. It's like fun and goofy. Like 
It's very 70s. It's just very like, hey, this is harmless. This is just like how reproduction works. Like it's two people who love each other and they both are kind of look like Ziggy. I mean, that's how it is in my memory. That's what it's like. (laughs) Do you want to see what Kathy looks like naked? It's on page 24. (laughs) You can see that. Here's a young tank McNamara. Yeah, they should have bounced around with all of them. Hey, guys, welcome to the base. We're going to see Beetle Bailey naked today. It just show, like, and <laughs> it helps, it helps you, it helps explain things to you, but it doesn't prepare you in any way. Like, so no, now, correct, like, correct. If you're a parent, you're giving your child that, like, well, this is all they need. This is an all in one. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've handled all the talks. Yeah. Also, sperm a, is very friendly and like smiley. Yeah. Is, yeah. If memory serves. <laughs> they're, they're all ha- smiley they're just, little swimmers. They're just happy to be there. They're yeah. just happy to be nominated. <laughs> what do you think teaches more about that process? That book? Or the opening credits of Look Who's Talking. Which do you think is better for teaching how babies are made? It might be Look Who's Talking. It might oh be. My gosh. Even yeah. though there's no electricity that I don't think there's like a I don't think it's like Thor changing into his armor that happens when it's fertilized. But Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> No, it's like uh, when it, the fertilization happens, it's like He-Man. The sperm that makes it holds up the sword, yells, <laughs> I have the power. And their cat turns into a battle cat. <laughs> Question for you. In trying to determine the best grade, you mentioned having that one teacher that's really special and important to you. Do you think that our best grade is going to be one of the grades where you only have one teacher? Where you go in in the morning, you have one teacher that teaches your class and you sit in the same room all day? Or is it going to be like middle school or high school or intermediate school? I don't know when you guys started the walk around two different classrooms and have multiple teachers in a day. Because that for us was a huge shift. Mm-hmm. I, that was the big deal in sixth grade. So everything at Sacred Heart was... You know, it was one self-contained building from kindergarten through eighth grade. But there is a dramatic shift in sixth grade when now we are the mobile ones and we start, you know, the bell rings and you get up and you go to your next class. And Mm -hmm. yeah, where do you guys stand on that? I think that's a great question. I, 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 I know I will not feel that any grade up till six was my best grade because I was just a much unhappier kid. (laughs) Fair. I just, you know, there was just hard stuff going on in my life at home and stuff. And so I I think um, I have really positive memories, but I can't, I just can't. Yeah, I I just, there's no, there was no grade that didn't have a lot of like confusion and sadness for me. Yeah. (laughs) So sad. Um, It's it's hard to extricate the grade from the age too, you know, so we're kind of basically picking. I did love my teachers. I did love my teachers. Like again, four, five, six, the one through six for me was bilingual. It was Spanish, English. Mm -hmm. And I loved my teachers and I did love my sixth grade teacher. And I think I loved her more because that was like maybe my hardest school year Yeah. because my grandpa died and, you know, things were weird with my folks and they were already very much separated for quite some time by then. But, um, but I was getting bullied. Uh, yeah. on the bus. I wasn't bullied at my school. I was bullied on the school bus to school. Mm. And so I stopped going to school for a while because I, I was pretending I was sick because I dreaded getting on the bus. So all of that was really hard, but I loved Miss Chavez. I loved Darlene Chavez so much. She let us call her Darlene, yeah. but she I was tough. That. She was tough. You could call her Darlene, but she was not your friend. She was your teacher. Yeah. Very funny. So if I had to pick a single teacher from before we all started going to multiple classes, I would mm-hmm. definitely pick Darlene Chavez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she let you call her Darlene. Also, there are no Darlene's who aren't tough. Yeah, you're probably right. The name Darlene <laughs> yeah. is the name of a tough, tough woman. Yeah. That's a tough yeah. Lady. What about you? How, what do you think? I, I think 
that those elementary school years are formative in that you're learning how to go to school. You're learning how to socialize in, in that environment. You're learning how to learn. And that's why those teachers like Darlene, like Jane for me and her husband, David, I had both halves of the couple whose son was in my grade, but in always in the other class because they can't have a child, a child being taught by their parent. Well, but wait, had, so were the two parents teaching the same class? Uh, no. Well, okay. So. Josh was in my class, Josh McVeigh Schultz. Jane McVeigh Schultz was my fourth grade teacher and David Schultz, or he might have been McVeigh Schultz. I think they both did it. This is a very progressive hippie school. Yeah. Um, he was my fifth grade teacher. Okay. So I both, I, the whole family. Yeah. But Josh Abington could never, but Josh was point. never in. He had the, a, a different teacher. Correct. Yeah. He was always in the opposite class in those years. So you had um, like two fourth grade teachers, two fifth grade teachers, two sixth grade teachers. Is that how that kind correct. of Correct. Yeah. We were mm-hmm. split up. So it was I think like we had three or four. I don't even know if it was 2020. I think our classes were small. I graduated with 39 kids and we grew over time. So they were, it was, they were smaller class. They, it was very like small classroom environment. Um, so both of you guys, cause yours was small too, guys. Did you have multiple yeah. grade teachers or was it like you were in first grade with this teacher and that was your only option? Yeah. Well, we had, uh, there were the way that ours was divided up. There were just two and, but you stayed with your class right. all right. the way through. So yeah, like, sure. My 20 were my 20, you know, the whole time. Got it. But we did, did everybody else, this is from second grade on, because first grade at the Solomon Schechter, you would take like Hebrew classes. Like you would, the whole class would go and do that. At Emmington Friends, you would go to a music class. So we had Debbie Peasy who taught music to all the kids and you were there second through fifth. You played the, not the xylophone, the, well, yeah, xylophone, the wooden the wooden version, everybody played the yeah. recorder. You went Love that, that recorder. Love that recorder. I still have mine. Lynn Mass for Science, who's since retired. I would always see her down the shore when we went for the summer. It was always weird to see your teacher like in a oh, sure. suit, just tanning and relaxing. Um, <laughs> we had an art teacher. We had art, yeah. music, and science were all separate. And then we'd get time in the library. Yeah. But yeah, you had one teacher. All of this to say, I think it's going to be somewhere from sixth through twelfth yeah. that the best grade is because that's when you really start to go. All right, I'm going to at least by seventh grade. You're going to different classes. Mm-hmm. You're you have home. We didn't really have proper homework even until we hit sixth grade. So that's like wow. homework tests. Yeah, all these things mm-hmm. that are really like, all right, you've learned how to go to school. Now you're going to go to school, and we're going to prepare you for college or whatever comes next. Yeah. So I think it's in there somewhere because the rest of it is like either terrible or great memories. Like I, similar to you, I had years. My second grade year was terrible. New school, mom goes to rehab, like getting bullied. Yeah. No, just no sense of like, you can't get a foothold on anything. Yeah. So, but having a one, we had two teachers there in that class. We had two teachers assigned to us, one of whom was a friend up until she passed away and her daughter was a year ahead of me in the school. But she was like one of the best teachers I ever had because she was kind to me Mm. and recognized that I was in pain and, and was helpful. Yeah. But like, I don't remember anything from second grade other than dinosaurs and mean kids. Like it's all the stuff that if what we're remembering is the exterior forces, yeah, then it can't be the best or worst grade. It's just a terrible time in our lives yeah. for which we need to give ourselves grace and yeah. kindness. Yeah. Except for Gags, who apparently, like, one year he learned how to drive early. No. One year he learned how to mine gold. 
I look, I had a delightful experience in school. I loved I'm school. So glad. Like, yeah, we had, and there were certain years that I, that were memorable years that we would get excited about because of the uh, field trips that we would take during certain years. Like everybody sure. knew that fifth grade was Tremont. So we got to go for a camping trip to Tremont. It was like, oh. you know, little retreats for, so there were things to look forward to going through each grade. But yeah, I mean, and we talked, you know, in our last episode, we were trying to figure out the worst grade. And I was like, no, I loved that one. But for me, freshman year of high school was a great year. It was because that was the year that I went to a bigger school for the first time. Yeah. Did the size vary a lot with your school? Like how many, how yours was pretty small all the way through. Janet, when you were going to, did the schools get bigger as you got to high school? Cause for me, yeah. we jumped from 20 kids in a grade to 500 and there was yeah. theater and there was music and there was a band and a football team and all this yeah. stuff happening. I might, yeah. I mean, school got bigger in high school. I don't feel like I remember a big difference. All my classroom sizes were about the same. Again, it's yeah. all public school. Mm-hmm. And Tucson had a good school district. Like, as you can hear, kind of hear from what I'm talking about, like it yeah. had, I felt like, and it's funny because side note, I am really hovering around four or five, six as we're talking. I'm like starting to, I wouldn't, I couldn't pick. Like if we were doing a favorite school, again, would mm-hmm. be different for you guys because you didn't go to as many schools as I did. I'm starting to really feel like I would pick my intermediate school as best school over any of the other schools I went to, even just yeah. things that were going on. Like when I, I mean, that tortilla factory had a lot to do with it. It was a really, really nice oh, group of people. Every, was it every, yeah, field every trip you went on? Field trip. Yeah. And we were right downtown. And we, like I said, we were in the barrio and we would do like, that was a school where we had Las Posadas every year, where mm-hmm. we would have everyone would enact. There was a night where you came back to school at night. I mean, I did plays and stuff. So there was that too. But yeah. in the school cafeteria, we definitely did not have money for like a theater until mm-hmm. I was in high school but you know we would like you would come back with your parents and everyone would like walk in a procession through all these different old places in the barrio and like sing the songs about you know will you let jesus i mean it's a little religious because it's less wasadas but like and then you would come back to the school and have like spiced cider and mexican cookies and so i the holidays and like cinco de mayo like all the holidays i think about when i think about being in four five six were all they're all mexican holidays it's like i have almost no memory of like any just like quote unquote american holidays and so that was a very and then we i was in this class in fourth grade that was like an ethnobotany class where we learned how to you like like a recipe book very appropriate for this year's max fun theme we learned how to make like food from desert plants and stuff and like we put together a little cookbook and all these mexican women in the neighborhood were showing us how to like ground flour and stuff i mean it was very very cool so i'm feeling like as a side note carrillo absolutely wins best school for the entirety of my education, possibly including college. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you didn't go to the tortilla factory during your college field trips. I did not. We got to go to the Gem and Mineral Show, which is a world famous Gem and Mineral Show that like Gem and Mineral nerds all over Mm -hmm. are like the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show. Oh, she got into Tucson? They got into Tucson this year. What iron pyrite did you get? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's fool's gold. Is that fool's gold? Fool's gold, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I brought I like up the, the idea that that's the least what valuable gem. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. It's just that's all fool's gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so side note, shout out to Creo. I'm not probably going to pick four, five, or six. Yeah. But yeah. I lo- but I loves you. Also, a place where the rumor was, and I would love to hear from you if you had anything like this. In particular, that school was very old school, and I'm still not sure exactly if like any part of this is true. But there was a rumor that it had been a hospital. 
And then if you went into the bathroom and like, you know, there's a lot of like La Llorona, like flush the toilet and you'll hear kids screaming kind of stuff that was going on (laughs) in there. You know, there is like that. There's a lot of lore around that school. And I don't know if you guys ever had anything like that, but that was very special. We had as kids, and this is going to sound horribly cruel, and I feel bad about it now, of course. Um, there was an inpatient mental health facility adjacent <gasps> to our school. Okay. So it's some people going through some stuff that need help. Uh, I yeah. say that to preface that as kids, of course, if there is a inpatient yeah. mental health facility next door to your school, there are going to be a million stories. stories. There yeah. are so many boogeymen. Yeah. Don't go past the soccer field kind of stories. Oh, yeah. God, of course. Yeah. But I, I don't know if we, we – it was a Catholic school. We didn't have ghosts. We had saints. They were watching us. <laughs> It was the saints that were watching us. <laughs> yes, that's also intimidating. Yeah, yeah, very. Uh, my school was built in 1697 <gasps> and has stood in that area for that time. And, of course, the buildings that I went to were built probably in, like, maybe the 50s, 60s, yeah. 70s. 1950s, 60s, and 70s. Yes, 1950s, 60s. That's, I do have to be clear yeah. about that. Yes. The fi- <laughs> this was built in the 50s, the 1750s. <laughs> Yeah, it's notable Washington marched his troops and camped out there, like, during the Revolutionary War. Wow, wow, wow. But the theater building actually was finished in, like, 1990. I remember them building it and when there was nothing there. I was in the first show ever on that stage 33 years ago. Wow. Wow. What was the show? Oliver. That was the show where I smacked my head on the sign the first night. (laughs) That was the night they were filming and then they edited it out. (sighs) Every time there's a mistake... That was like, I smacked my head that year. I tripped at my bar mitzvah coming out to the, like, being introduced. They edited it out both times and I was so upset because all I, I was like, I, that footage is going to be like gold when I'm older. Yeah. But <sighs> any of the rumors of ghosts were like, would have been like, if those ghosts showed up, they'd be like, what are these iron beasts driving yeah. in a circle? Where are their horses? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And there was a cemetery on the campus. So there's that too. Oh. Yeah, Wait, you guys what? had some real good juicy stuff happening. Well, I mean, it's a it is a Quaker school. There's a Quaker yeah. house of worship, a meeting house. Gotcha. And next to that is a cemetery, a Quaker cemetery, which for all the notable. kids that were bad, for all the kids that were bad, they're the all kids that misbehave. Yeah. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about a Quaker ceremony or Quaker cemetery is that all of the gravestones are the same height; they're all equal to one another. Oh, sure. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So there are no like. There's a lot about Quaker stuff to enjoy. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a good philosophy that like feels like you can disconnect it from any religious, yeah, yeah, any yeah, particular religious discipline. I agree. Well, while we're all agreeing, let's pause and we're going to take another quick break. We're going to tell you all about the Max Fun Drive, and then when we come back, we are going to determine once and for all what is the best grade. We'll be right back. We're back to talk a little more about Max Fun Drive. This time I'd like to focus on what you, the people of the world, have said about We Got This. Longtime person of the world, Nikki, wrote, The guests they have are just epic. And that made me smile to think about all of our hilarious friends who have agreed to come play in this sandbox with us. We're really lucky to have such kind, funny, and smart raconteurs for pals. We've had actors, authors, celebrities, and many of our favorite Max Fun hosts come on the show and passionately debate things they had no idea they were passionate about debating. It's always surprising. It's always fun. It means the world to us that you enjoy it as much as we do. And the reason why all this happens 
is thanks to your support. That's right. So join us today as a member of Max Fun. You can do it at maximumfun.org slash join. And when you do, you'll get not only the satisfaction of keeping our show and many other podcasts in the ears of countless listeners, you'll also get some gifts. That's right. Of course, for $5 a month, as we mentioned, you will unlock all of Max Fun's bonus content, extra episodes, fun surprises from all of the shows on the network. Now, if you join at or upgrade to $10 a month, you will get our We Got This restickable sticker or any one of 37 different designs for different Max Fun shows. This sticker is amazing. You can stick it anywhere, then you pick it up and stick it somewhere else. For those of us who are indecisive, First of all, don't worry, we got this. Second, you can change your mind about where you want to put your sticker as often as you want. At that same level, you will also get a snazzy MaxFun membership card to flash to your friends and nemeses. And of course, you will get all of that sweet bonus content. At the $20 a month level, we'll send you a special gift to go along with the sticker, the membership card, and the bonus content. You can choose either our embroidered MaxFun Rocket logo hat or our MaxFun Culinary Kit, which includes a jar of bespoke Maximum Flavor Spice Blend and a MaxFun Family Cookbook. It is beautifully designed by Tom Deja, and Mark and I both put recipes in it. At the $35 per month level, you'll get the bonus content the sticker, and your choice of special gift. At the $35 per month level, you'll get the bonus content, sticker, your choice of special gift, and a sturdy cotton artisan-style maximum yum apron with artwork by Sabrina Volante. I've seen it, and it's gorgeous. Will you please join us as a member? You can join, upgrade, boost, or gift at MaximumFun.org slash join. Don't forget to check the box next to We Got This with Mark and Hal to make sure the folks at the network know that you're supporting this show. Thanks again. Special thanks to our current members. And now, back to the show. All right, we're back. We got to figure this out, y'all. Okay. We haven't talked mm-hmm. about high school much. We haven't talked about high Should we jump into high school? Do we think that junior it's going high, to be one yeah, of the high okay. school years? I think it will. I mean, I already mm-hmm. I already said no way junior high. I that is yeah. still true. It doesn't matter how yeah. many times you get to be Sandy in Greece when you wanted to be Rizzo. Uh how many times making it. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> but one was enough. A thousand never enough. <laughs> a thousand never enough. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, junior high, I'm gonna give that a big raspberry. Yeah, that junior high seems to me like that's the arrow. You know, we mentioned uh, academic versus social things that are going on in development and ages. The social part of those particular ages, puberty is a rough time. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to override any positive things. We did take our eighth grade trip to D.C. That was cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is really cool. It's interesting. Like, obviously, we all did shows. We all did some sort of performing mm-hmm. in school, even at a young age. Last night, I went to West Flicks. Are either of you familiar with mm-hmm. West Flicks? No. West Flicks is the Harvard Westlake Student Film Festival. Oh. Jennifer teaches at their summer program sometimes. Cool. So she told me about it. So yeah. let's go. We went downtown. And I'm watching these high school kids. Who, from all over California have submitted these short films and some of them were exceptional. I bet. I'm sure. And I'm watching them going like, boy, I really admire, I was telling Jennifer on the way home, I was like, I really admire that these kids know at this age what they want to do. Like I they know. are, they have a singular passion they're going after. And, and I think about like, I didn't really figure out how to go after what I wanted or what I specifically wanted until I was like three years into being out here. 
Mm-hmm. So I was in my like mid twenties. And outside of that, I was like, I know I like performing. I know I like all this stuff. And having that focus, like you start at a young age with that being something that you're passionate about. And I think by the time you get to high school, that's when you go like, this is doing the shows is more important to me than any of my classes. Mm. And yeah. that idea that you're forming as a human being and really figuring out your next steps into adulthood is what makes high school the place where the best grade has to be. Because now we're, mm. we've learned, we know how to go to school. We've done the practice run of intermediate and junior high or middle school or whatever, whatever you might call it. Secondary. Is that something that they call it? in Canada? Yeah, I'm know. sure. Yeah. Middle school, primary, like, secondary is college tertiary. tertiary? <laughs> yeah. No, it's university. No university. Oh, yeah. Go. go to university. Go. College. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that that, I think you're right. I think that those, that's yeah, in there somewhere. You make a great point. And this might aim us towards senior year that your brain is deciding what you are going to be. You have formed. And yeah, like you mentioned before, like fashion is like, okay, now I'm going to a new school. I'm a freshman. What do I want my style to be? Senior year is what do I want my life to be? It's yeah. where, where am I aiming myself? What colleges am I looking at if that's a path that I'm taking? Yeah, but I feel, um, see, this is where like, I don't disagree with you from a personal perspective, but I feel like I've talked to so many people over the years who felt a pressure to have those feelings as a senior, yeah. but they didn't have them. And so they felt the absence of like, they were just waiting to get to college or they were scared because they didn't really want to go to college because they didn't know what they wanted to do yet. And they felt like they were supposed to. I feel like there's a lot of like, if you don't have that experience, mm-hmm. you're painfully aware that you're not having the senior in high school experience. So it's hard because as an ambassador mm-hmm. for all of the guests that I've had who didn't have that senior year experience, I feel more conflicted than just like picking a random year, like sophomore year <laughs> in some ways, right? because I'm like, well, I don't have as many other like cases of people being like, oh, I still couldn't wait to get it. like senior year was only good because I knew I didn't have to be at the school anymore. But even yeah. then I was like, what do I want to do with my life? Like, where do I belong? And you know what I mean? So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I think you also want every student wants their senior year to be a mix of two TV finales. One is Cheers. When Sam like sort of looks at the bar and then goes back to the office, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, this is cheers. And then the other is friends where they all hug and they're like, well, we get her to leave the keys. We're moving out. And then they all have keys to Monica yeah. and Chandler's apartment and they all walk out together and are best friends. Like uh-huh. you want that. Like, yeah. boy, this sure was great, huh? We're all here. Yeah. That was, I've told this story a million times. I'll tell it again, Janet, for your benefit. We had to go to a meeting for worship every week on Wednesdays, and you sit silently in reflection during meeting for worship. I remember that. You, to you, speak, yeah. you stand up. I told you this to the senior year that everybody gets up. Yeah. And, yes. And, yeah. That, it's that. It strikes me that everybody's trying to create that moment. They want it so badly. There's yes. even that pressure. It's not even. Yeah. It's in addition to like I spent all fall writing essays and applying and having to interview at schools, and then I have to sweat out the spring if I don't have early acceptance, or am I going to get in? And also. You start to feel the pressure. You've already started to feel the pressure of like, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to school for? Even though I don't have to declare a major right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on top of all that is the sense that time is short and the year is almost over, but also like the, this has to be meaningful. I have to right. walk away yeah. from this like bender in, or not bender, whatever, whoever Jed Nelson plays, he bender, he's bender in, in breakfast club. You have to walk out with like, this triumphant, like I conquered it. Yeah, that's your bike gloves. Your bike gloves on. <laughs> bike gloves and your yeah. twelve coats. Yeah, and someone oh, else wearing your earring. 
I guess. Mm-hmm. Or is she wearing? No, he's wearing hers. No, he's wearing hers. Yes, right? he's wearing hers. Yeah, yeah got wearing it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There's that forced, we have to add meaning to this. This has to be a meaningful moment. And I, I guess that comes back to also the idea that we mentioned at the top of expectations. Like a year that you're not expecting to be the greatest year might wind up. It might be sophomore mm-hmm. year because yeah. that pressure is lower on it. And I do think there's a sadness or there was for me in senior year. Yeah. Because I always knew that I was leaving. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I knew I wanted to be an actor, so I knew I was not going to stay in Knoxville. So I was like, this is it. This is all of these people, the one, you know, the ones nearest and dearest to me are still in my life, but all of these people, I'm going to miss this once it's gone. You know what I mean? So for me, that was also part of how that it wasn't as hard to make things meaningful because I knew that it was drawing to a close. So yeah. it was like a sad this is it rather than Michael McDonald like this is it. <laughs> this, is it. This, is it. it this is it done in a minor key as part of a trailer. This is it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm trying to like I feel like there's a little bit of a blur between junior and senior year for me in some ways. I'm realizing uh right now because I do feel like I had like I kind of had gone through I had sort of come through I mean, that we don't have time to talk about this, but I kind of come through like my like, like serious bad behavior, like drug use, like disappointing my parents stuff by junior year. Cause I did at that time, I fell into it, uh, freshman and sophomore year. Mm -hmm. So by junior year, I think I had sort of, I had a little bit of a better sense, like how much of that I could leave room for and also had like cemented some really important friendships. With girls, which for me, I had a lot more boyfriends at school. I had girlfriends who were outside of school, but that's where I think junior is really where I started cementing some like of the dear, dear female friends that I still have and count as like very, very important in my life, even if I don't talk to them all the time. And that was rare for me. And so I think I really, I was really cherishing that in junior year. And I also feel like there's something as stressful as it is. I feel like there's something about like taking SATs and like junior year is really where you sort. I I think is when I sort of started really like maybe like we had no money, so it was like not we weren't going to visit that many schools, but like driving up to Flagstaff to look at the campus with my dad the summer between junior and senior year. Yeah. The summer mm-hmm. between junior and senior year, I went to France on a scholarship. So. I'm almost leaning towards junior year for me because that's where I really started. It like got real that I was going to get to leave Tucson, all due respect to Tucson. Yeah. And that I was going to go to a college and that, you know, I was going to, I started really feeling life outside of Tucson, but it didn't have the attachment of like, oh, this is it. Like it didn't have that yeah. yet because I still had a whole other year of school to go. So I'm, I'm, yeah. in, I did not expect this at all, but I'm actually mm-hmm. leaning towards junior year right now. I kind of am too. <gasps> and you mentioned like, yeah, you, for me, it was that I was really close being in theater. It's not just one grade. So a lot of people, you know, you're really close with the people in your grade because that you have classes with yeah. But being in theater and extracurricular stuff. I had a lot Same. of friends who were one year older and one year yes. younger. Yes. And yes. so junior year is that perfect sweet spot yeah. when all of your besties who are a year older than you and a year younger than you yeah. are all kind of coming into their own and figuring. And people are getting out. their driver's license. I wasn't, but oh, people were getting yeah. their driver's license. So like, Friends of mine who, you know, would start getting access to their parents' cars and like that was a big deal. Yeah. It was less of a big deal senior year because more people had driven 
by the time September, you know, of that year that you're a, start being a senior, like rolled around. Yeah, junior year is exciting. And yes, I hadn't gone to France to yet. I'm, I'm going to go junior year. It's yeah. Oh, I think how? it's I think What's it happening also for you like, over there. It's the possible. Well, what hits me? I was ready to come in here and go. I think it's senior year because mm-hmm. the first half is pressure, and then the last half you're like, oh, I'm out of here. I can kind of skate, and like the last month or two is nice if you've done well. But junior year. Does like pretty much everybody's mobile. You're a lot more independent. Mm-hmm. You, the idea of college at that point is more of about possibility. Yeah. It is more of the this is it where you're yeah. going and touring schools and like, do you feel like you have the choice because you haven't shifted that burden to them and gone through the application process? It's sort yes. of like, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is nice. Why would I want to go here? What's yeah. here for me that I would be interested in? Yeah. Um, and then selfishly, Junior year was really good for me because that was when I first met Ken Belinsky, who was my acting teacher ah. and the person who helped teach me like the code of conduct that I use as a professional and a lot of the basis of like breaking some of the awful acting habits that I had. And like really, I felt like supported in my passion to go after it. So personally, that was a really good year for me. I like, I started doing shows again and discovered like, Oh, I'm pretty good at comedy. Like I should do more of this. Yeah. Um, but also like by then you've had two years of high school. So you sort of figured it out. You figured out the game of it and hopefully you've found people who fit with you, whether that involves you changing voluntarily or them just accepting you for who you are. You're mm. by then you've likely found at least one other person, which is all you really need. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think there's also a social shift at that point where I think when you first get in to a school, it's sort of a free for all socially. So everybody's like, I will step on you to raise myself up Mm. because I'm so concerned about where I sit. And so the grade is just sort of spread out to the winds. And as Mm. you get closer to senior, I think by senior year, generally, especially in a smaller school, that those classes tend to be like, Oh, we're all in this together and we all have this experience together. And that starts to happen. A little bit in junior year. I mean, bad people are still bad people. Yeah. (laughs) And they all have to live with themselves for the rest of their lives. You only have to live with them for another year or two. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I think 11th grade does sort of give you the best of everything. I mean, I did not. The junior year was not really on my mind at all when we started this conversation. I do want to give a shout out to my dad because if my dad, for some reason, ends up listening to this, he does sometimes... my dad listened to my 500th episode, but like in the many years before that, he was like, sweetie, I hope you understand. I just can't keep up with all these podcast episodes. It's just not for me. <laughs> sure. So I uh, like, it seems unlikely that he would listen just because he's like, he, I think he's fresh in the mindset of like, no, I did my parental job. I, yeah. I listened to my daughter's 500th episode. <laughs> uh, he was my senior English teacher and he would be crushed. <laughs> maybe, maybe oh. if he knew that I didn't pick senior year because it was very, it was very momentous and it was very pleasant pleasant experience having my dad yeah. as, as my English teacher. And there's an inside joke between my dad and me because my junior English, I, they, I had phenomenal English teachers, freshman, sophomore, and senior year. Just wonderful. Like, I remember the curriculum so well. I have yeah. no idea what I studied in English in college. Zero. But I very much remember each teacher and like what they brought to the table. And our junior year was a very nice woman who was in the middle of falling in love with a fellow teacher and she was just not present like i barely <laughs> remember anything we did didn't uh, we just like f all like we just didn't 
do oh. anything. So, uh, like, it's just funny because in my, I have to acknowledge it in my brain. My dad is going junior year, Janet. Really? That was Miss Moon, oh. and she, you remember, like everything centers around the English department for my dad. So it's like, how could you pick junior year? Oh, like, I'm sorry, dad. You- it's about more than just English class. Sorry. Yeah. You just had you reading Bazooka Joe comics. Pretty much, honestly. Just tell each other pretty the jokes. Much. Easy. What did he say a, about me? What did that other teacher a. say about me? Oh yeah. God, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, listen, they got married and they were very happy forevermore. So it was hey, good clearly oh, it's good. true love. Yeah. So, have we settled on what the answer is? Have we reached a conclusion? Do we feel, think it's I'm junior ready. year? It feels like it is. I think it's kind of the perfect year. Yeah. A surprise dark horse winner. Yeah. Yeah. Junior year, everybody. Well, how? People of the world, when I was 17, <laughs> it was a very good year. It was a very good year. I was a junior in high school. I was nobody's fool. I learned the golden rule when I was 17. <laughs> junior year, folks. <laughs> junior year has it all. <laughs> you get to experience like what college might be like and figure out where you want to go or whether it's even for you and you're figuring out your social structures better. You have relationships with your teachers because you're not the new kid anymore. You may start seeing some of those teachers again for different classes and you don't have that weird forced maudlin experience of senior year where you have to give it some sort of big send off. That's in the future applications in the future. Now you get to just be a junior and further figure out who you are. And isn't that like, sort of a much needed break from all the pressures around you and all the other years? The answer is yes. Asked and answered junior year. We did Fantastic. it. We did it. Janet Varney. Thank you for coming again on the show. I would do every episode. If for some reason, someone came in and said, you have to add a third host <laughs> <laughs> or we're canceling your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Please come to me if that ever happens. Yes, I love you too so 100%. much. I'll and I uh, any excuse to you. see you forever, please. And we mentioned before the JV Club podcast, which is wonderful. And this is Max Fun Drive. So when you go to maximumfun.org slash join, not only should you be checking the box where we got this with Mark and Al, you should be checking the box for the JV Club because your support is what keeps these shows going. It is. We appreciate y'all so much. Amen. Chopping my hand with my other hand. He is chopping. Yeah, he's anything. making a point. This is a, I'm going to shake audio. my own hand as if I'm shaking the hand of a member. <laughs> you know what, guys? <laughs> High five. <laughs> this topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or you can email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or talk about your great experiences that you enjoyed in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to Ken Plume, our producer. You can support him at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kilman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us this opportunity to sit down with our dear friend and reminisce about some wonderful times and some terrible times and all of the times that we had growing up. I hope that you went down a great memory lane as well today. And it's all positive and joyful, even the sad parts looking back on them. This has been a delight and it is all thanks to you. I just want to add one more thought about Max Fun Drive. Longtime listeners of this show know that I'm a student of history. I think one of the most uplifting aspects of our human story 
is that throughout the ages, there were always people who supported artists and allowed them to create their works for all the world to enjoy for free. These were people who valued beauty, wit, perspective, and expression enough to provide the means for all people to enjoy them. And I really do believe that that ancient tradition is being carried on by people like the members of Maximum Fun. So will you join the ranks of those people and become a member today? And just a reminder, $5 a month gets you the bonus content. $10 per month adds the restickable sticker. $20 adds the rocket hat or the culinary kit. And $35 adds the apron. Any level, of course, makes possible each and every episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Thank you to everyone who has been supporting us for the past seven years. And if you're ready to join, upgrade, or boost your membership, visit MaximumFun.org slash join today. Do not forget to check the box for We Got This with Mark and Hal. That's what makes sure that we benefit directly from your membership. And if you want that spicy, clean slate, if you want to hear it, if you want to see it, and if you want a special mystery goal, the only way to help us get there is to join, to boost, or to upgrade your membership at MaximumFun.org slash join today. To all the people of the world, thank you for your time, thank you for your support, and thank you for being the people who you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin, and don't worry, everybody, we We got got this. this. We got this! MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.